I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen. Hello, and welcome. Welcome. Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I am Vic Cohen, and it's always a fair question right here from Skid Row Studios in beautiful. It is, I would say, I'm going to go with the word beautiful. It's beautiful and stunning here tonight, the corner of 7th in Olive in downtown Los Angeles. If you haven't heard the show, the reason I call it It's a Fair Question is because on this show, there is no such thing as an unfair question. Everything is on the table. Then nothing goes too far. Nothing is ever too personal. And tonight, I have a guest who I am very excited about. I'm always excited about our guests, but I'm excited for many reasons. Um, I think she's kind of like a new friend. It's weird, like um, certain people I like click with for me. I don't want to, I don't want to freak her out. But I'm new friends. I there's certain people that just I like their energy and I like their creativity, and this is one of them. And she was very generous to uh, include me in a recent show she did, and I had a great time performing stand up, and I had a, a good fortune to see her perform as well, and also see the show that she puts on. She's the producer. She's the creator. She's the host. She's everything. That's right. She is like, oh, and she brought me a gift. It's always a good idea. No one's brought me a gift who's been on this show. No one ever? No one. Huh. You're the very first. It's my Jewish mother in me. I love, really? You have a Jewish you. mother in you? It, well, let's get yes. that out. <laughs> Let me, one second. <laughs> well, I am talking about a woman named uh, Nicole Blaine. Hello, Nicole. Welcome. Thanks, Vic. Yeah, this is so cool. I really appreciate you being so open to coming down here. I know it's a drive coming downtown. Oh, whatever. And it's me late. out of the bedtime routine with the kids. Okay. Well, you, if you are a mother. Yeah. Two children Two that you know about. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the weird thing about being a woman. You know about all your women, your, your babies. They came out of me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're completely unaware of your surroundings. Right, yeah. And your body. That's for sure. But that's one difference between being a man and a and a, and a woman for sure. Um, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I loved uh, your show. The name is called Virgin Sacrifice. Yes. And the show is just, it's it's just what you would imagine. They uh, A virgin comes out, uh, a man who's never had sex <laughs> or a woman <laughs> whose hymen is intact. Correct. That's important. And then we sacrifice them. Well, they, they do... The idea of a sacrifice, they make love and... Um, it's more of a gangbang. Like, uh, that's true. When yeah. you, I wouldn't the, say it's so gentle. That's actually true at the end. That, yeah. And that was actually my favorite part, but I don't want to jump ahead. That's true. We should go um, in order. Yeah, we, we should what? Go in order. Yes, right. I, I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really incredible. I mean, you, uh, you were so gentle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I take it slow. You did. I do. You let it last the full hour and a half. I do. And I thought that was fantastic. I time it. I'm, you know, I'm a producer, so I'm very strict about the timing. You were. You were really right on it, and it never felt rushed. Right. Even though we need, we knew, we all knew we had to be done at a certain time. There's a clock ticking. There was. Yeah, yeah it was really good. <laughs> it's actually a comedy show. It'd be so much cooler. This interview would be so much better. It would go a whole nother way. I would love that, too. Yeah. That's a different show. Yeah. But your show was awesome. Um, and the idea behind it is virgin sacrifice, meaning that someone who's never performed stand-up comedy is going to come out and do it for the very first time in front of a live audience of about 90 to 100 people. Mm -hmm. 
And so the night I went, mm -hmm. there were about maybe six other comics and myself and, and Nicole. And Nicole has the, um, it was funny, I don't like going early, like first or even second because... It's you know, a bullet spot. Nobody it's wants never to go fun. First. So I said so to Nicole, hard. and I was like, I was contemplating because, like, I'm a guest. She's never even, you know, she doesn't really know me. I mean, she knew me through a friend. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I should probably say, I want to say something, but I don't want to be one of those pain in the ass kind of comics. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say something because maybe there's someone else who really wants to go early. And sometimes that it's awesome because so, some of them do. They have another thing that they need to get to. They're like, do you right. mind if I go first? I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So Everyone I, in this room loves that you wanted to go first. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, you know, just getting to Nicole that night, I didn't know, like, you know, how she'd respond, but I figured I would ask because it's always better and I'm it's kind of a little, it's odd as a grown man, I'd be scared, but it's like I uncomfortable. The, I have the same feeling you know? when I'm in other people's shows. I yeah, don't, don't want to, you know, piss them off or they're right. stressed out, they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, there's enough so. going on. There is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I said to Nicole, I said, you know, if you don't mind, I'd really... If possible, could I not go first? If then, and then she said, "I'm going first. I'm the host. I'm going." It's a good staple answer, and it's the truth. It is true. And you had to go first. That's right. I go. Everyone, you know, that goes after me, I'm like, it just you're all lucky because I'm taking the fucking bullet. Yeah, you were. And and I must say, uh, the the lineup she had the night I was there was incredible. I mean, not that I need to say that because, like I said, I was in the lineup. Yeah. But we had there were some awesome uh it was my fellow best comics. It, I say this probably every time, but I and I think it every time. It was like my best night. It was great. And I think that about every future show. I'm like, oh my God, this lineup is amazing. Right. And um hopefully with this show that I'm doing with you here, um in future things you do, you know, the word will get out even more and more. I hope so. So the show I did was your ninth, is that correct? Eighth. Eighth. Okay. So you have a ninth one coming up next month yeah. and you have them every month. I have them every month. Okay. And right away, I want, if people do want to see this, I mean, the point of having Nicole here is not to be necessarily promote her show. It's really because I wanted to get to know Nicole and, um, and this is such a great place to do it. But if people do want to see the show, how do they get tickets? Westside Comedy Theater. Um, if you just Google Westside Comedy Theater. It's in Santa Monica. It's off the Third Street Promenade. And you can just go to their calendar and you'll see Virgin Sacrifice. The, the poster is obvious. You'll know when you're seeing it, which one is the Virgin Sacrifice poster. Um, but it's always the first Thursday of the month. Except when I'm doing it. Except for when you were which doing it. Which was the last Sunday. Which was a Sunday. Our first Sunday. And except for this next one, which is March 5th, because I'm going to New York the next day. So I didn't want to like have a guest host and have the show exist without me. I agree. I, it was weird because my husband was like, just let it go. No, it's your show. It's my baby. I agree with you. It's and weird. especially early on. Especially early on. You need to learn my, this is called Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. It's true. I have to be here. You do have to be here. You, you know, it's your yeah. personality. You're booking it and you're putting your, your, uh, Brand. Spin on it, the yeah. brand, the feeling in the room, which all is a that. weird businessy way to think about it. But it's more that I'm just obsessed with it, and I love doing it. And I kind of just felt like sad that I was going to be far away. No, I think you happening. were right. That's a great move. So yes, next um, this so this very first, the next sorry, the next one that's coming up is March 5th, which is a Wednesday. But after that, it goes back to the first Thursdays. Okay, great. Yeah. Now, one of the things I had a uh, a friend of mine who is a female. She was in the audience, and we were talking about the show and the different comics and the whole night. And she really, she did really respond a lot to your set. Wow. And she particularly loved, uh, you're talking about your vagina. Yeah. Now I loved that too. 
Who doesn't love talking about vaginas? I do. I love it. Yeah. I love the vagina. Absolutely. I love everything the vagina does. I'll be honest I'm with you. I'm serious. But I, I agree with that, except tonight, just tonight, I had to tell my daughter, no more vagina. That is too much vagina. <laughs> there, like, there's certain points. What was the like, context of that? <laughs> that did. That sounds really strange. I'm almost ready to report you to children's <laughs> your protective services of some. Don't think it hasn't been done before. Um, <laughs> you reported yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm concerned for me. <laughs> it's on speed dial. It is. Oh, you're talking about you're the one being abused by. I them. yeah. yeah. That's well, a and great I do. Take. A, I do a whole set on the fact that I'm in an abusive relationship with her. That's because funny. That is what it feels like, you know. Yeah, that's I, right. I'm, I have bite marks. I'm punched. I'm, you know, I'm told you should horrible. be on the S and M show. That, I'm, I'm in the wrong. That we hour. have, uh, yeah. Now, uh, you have two children. Two. A girl and a boy. See. And how old? My daughter is about to turn six, and my son is two and a half. You know, I love it how you're like a kid, because only kids talk about what they're about to be. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> She's like, grilled it into me. I just me. said, I'm yeah. just like, how old are your kids? Uh, I'm about to be, uh, at least you didn't hold up your fingers. Seriously. Well, because they actually <laughs> always want to be older. I know. It was really funny. I, I, and then you go, I was 30. I yes, was 34. I was. Exactly. <laughs> we were at a store recently and I was buying a can of paint. Okay. And it was it was one of those like, I'm, I take forever to do things. And so I need to see samples. And but you know, when you do them, they're going to be perfect. They're going to be right? perfect. Yeah, because yeah, I really do it. And it was buying paint for my daughter's room. Okay. And so I had to bring her because I felt like I want her to really What like, is her name? It. Tegan. Tegan. Have you ever heard of the band Tegan and Sarah? I haven't. Oh, but God, they're so Sorry. Funny. What's the boy's name? Finley. What band is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> My husband named both the children. I really? Li- yeah, wow. I I'm surprised a controlling producer like woman like you gave up the reins on the names. I felt like I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't come up with oh anything God. like better. So I was like, you win. Whatever. Uh, do you hold that over him? Like you get to make all other decisions Forever. for the rest of their lives because yeah, they made the name. He, he got to pick the them. name. Yeah. How long have you been married? Oh, 11, 11 years. And your husband is really a great guy. I mean, yeah. you know, from the time I got to spend with him, he's creative and. Um, well, he's, he is technically my producing partner. Okay. I do it mainly alone. And your reproducing partner. And my reproducing. He's in every shape form. And yes, that's good. Quick. Um, but yeah, I don't do anything without him. And so we've always been producing stuff together. So even though I'm the stand-up and he's not a stand-up, um, but he really helps with everything possible. Well, that's great. It's Anyways, important to have that. So we were at the paint store. Yes. He and, and you and Tegan. Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> I'm trying here. No, it's funny. My parents, when I when I was pregnant with her, they were like, I'm sorry, what's the name? Is that a wood? I don't know. They couldn't say it. It's a tough one. It's a weird one. You know who can't say it? Uh, your husband? Mexicans. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> That's all of them. There's all not of them. one. They can't get it. There's some combination <laughs> of letters and they always look at me like, they can't. Was that planned? <laughs> yeah, I just don't want her to have any Mexican Is that what friends. your husband was up to? Yeah. See, when you let him keep him in charge, let him give him the reins, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so there's Tegan and uh, what was the other? Finley. Finley, Finley. Fin- okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the paint yeah, store. you and, and Tegan. I'm, me and Tegan. We're at the, the, paint the daughter. Store. The daughter. And it's taking forever. To, this is not even a good story. But it better be. It's Let's make something up. No, I know, now I better do something. But this, of course, finally at the end of it, I apologize to the lady helping. And I'm like, I'm really sorry that I took so long. Thank you so much. And she goes, right. oh, that's no problem. And she turns to my daughter and she was like, so this paint is for you? And she says, yeah. She goes, how old are you? She says, seven. And I was like, that's a really weird lie. Like, I don't even know why she <laughs> do that. And I was like, why are you lying? And she was like, stop it. And I was like, stop what? And she was like, don't treat me like that. You're just my nanny. And it was- You gotta be kidding. No. And it was out of nowhere. she's how old for real? Five. 
She's he was five. turning you into the nanny? Yeah. Wow, what was that about? I, that's I don't know. That's why I'm saying I'm like literally in an abusive relationship. And I, the lady's looking at me I'm like, I'm your mom. She's like, yeah, okay, lady. That's like, really it got weird. You know, that's really funny. And now I'm wondering, maybe you are the nanny. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe you're friend. the one who's delusional. No kidding. And the other thing about that is what comes off as a cute story cut to, you know, 10 or 15 years from now when you find out that little Tegan was schizophrenic. Yeah, right. You're like... Oh, maybe so that wasn't true. so funny. She really did think I should have known. That's yeah. so Listen, I know she came out of that vagina. You heard my vagina story. She yeah, let's that. let's talk about your vagina. Sure, we can go um, that. Uh, the thing I remember, um, you were quite descriptive about how your kids blew your vagina out. Yeah, they did. Essentially, as, yep. through their exit. Yep. So what happened? I mean, isn't that what happens with all women or it does no one talks about it? I don't, I think I had a pretty traumatic one. It's, you know, I've had a lot of friends who just have a baby and walk it off. <laughs> they do. Walk it off. They do. Walk it off. They Come on. Pop right up, you know, maybe get a little stitch. No big right. deal. Those are the doctors, those are the people with no health insurance. The doctor's <laughs> like, walk, walk it, it off. Walk it off. Walk you have no off. choice, right. But I was at Cedars, you know, you want to stay for that. Name dropping. Right. Isn't that funny if people yeah. were name dropping their hospitals? Cedars. I had the best OBGYN, Dr. Connie Chen. I will totally Connie Chung? Chen. Oh, okay. Jesus. Chen. I'm uh, not great with names, clearly. Chen. C-H-E-I-N. Anyways, uh, she, Tegan was stuck facing to the left. and In your vagina. In my, in my during labor, when she like came down into the canal. Uh-huh. And they These have, are not the Venice canals. Correct. Not the okay. Venice canals. I just canals. want to be clear in case someone's not paying attention. Not as wide. Okay. Um, These would be the uh, Nicole canals. The Nicole canals. Okay. And she was stuck facing to the left and they need to be facing a certain direction in order to get out. And so she was crammed in there for like an hour or so. So they took two nurses. One pushed my stomach one way, one pushed the stomach the other way. And during each contraction, that still didn't get her to twerk. So then they had to take... So that was when they did two episiotomies. Oh, I and thought so, you'd only do one. Right. Well, when it when it's this bad, then wow. you can cut up and you can cut down. And then mm. they took a vacuum, which is like a giant suction cup, which is a lot bigger than 10 centimeters. And they put that in your vagina. And then, then I just ripped in every direction. Oh, is there a lot of blood? I wasn't watching. <laughs> but I, you, you, oh, there's a drape, right? Uh, no, like you're not able to really see No drape. I don't, I think my eyes were closed. Were you in pain or were you numbed up? I, w- I was numbed up and in pain. Was like, you, do you have video of this? You want to know the video story? Yeah. I'm going to tell you the video. Because for some odd reason... I, can I see it? You could. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why you could see it. I was obsessed with getting this on video. And my and Dr. I would Con- be too. I just wanted to know. Like I was like, I know I'm not going to be fully able to see that view. Yeah. And like I'd want to maybe later. Sure. So I tell my doctor I want to videotape it. And she says, I'm superstitious. You can't videotape it. Oh. She goes, handheld. You can set it up with like a video camera on the side and get a side view of it. But every single time I've ever had a dad or a partner who's videotaping it, it ends up going into emergency C-section. She says it's bad luck to videotape it. Well, you would have been better off with a C-section. No fucking kidding. So now with this baby, um, do you find that Tegan now at five Mm -hmm. has a hard time uh, getting, getting caught in tight places? Is a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, she's very claustrophobic, <laughs> but just on the left side. Is she always looking to the left? Yeah. And you're like, come on. Yeah. So yeah. what ended up happening was they did this whole thing. He sets the camera up to the side, right? Your husband. My husband. Okay. Mickey. Mm-hmm. Gets the camera set up. We do this whole thing. It's, you know, she's stuck. They have to get the big suction cup. I ripped to pieces. What was the suction cup for, actually? For your pleasure? 
Probably yeah, not. Right, exactly. <laughs> it cups on the kid's head and oh. literally sucks that because because she's okay. stuck, they used it to turn her ooh, head ooh. so that it could go in the right direction to get out. Wow. I mean, I was obliterated. She had to do 45 minutes of stitches afterwards. Of your vagina. Uh-huh. I just, by the way, uh, anyone who's into drinking games, yeah. take a shot every time I say your vagina. Yeah. And so far, They'll I think right, right now, now you're up to about seven or eight. <laughs> and the thing is, is this doesn't sound like a funny story, but and, and here's what's interesting: it's great on stage. Because, it's much better. On and the stage. ladies, the women, she's like, oh, my this girl that I'm friends with, she's like, oh my god, how I was, I've never heard anyone be so honest. Yeah, honesty is important. It is. You know, I was just, I was kind of turned on. I, anything with the word <laughs> vagina in it turns me on. It really does, even if it's like a tragic thing. But it was a tragic. thing. Yeah, I still got turned on. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Did get pieced together really well. Did you have to go to a plastic surgeon? No. no. You would not believe how well that thing snaps back together. Really? Botox in the lips or right, <laughs> the yeah. beach, Venice Beach? You know, people do that stuff. I know. Oh, wait, their vagina? Yeah. Mm. I know doctors who do that. See, the thing for me is what I don't understand, I'm going to share a little something um, with you, Nicole, and everyone, all of you listening, and those of you not listening, I'm going to share this with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like a vagina with lots of lippage. Really? Yeah, I I don't get when people uh, like get them trimmed or tucked. It, to me, it's like there's more to chew on, like chicken. I just feel like it's kind of like pizza, like it's all pretty good, you know. No matter how bad, it's still pizza's pizza. Well, I always said my favorite part of a woman is the crust, so it's like pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You think the vagina is like a is like a, a pizza? I'll eat any kind of pizza, <laughs> like even microwave pizza. That's true, actually. I would and. Yes. And the great thing about vagina is you don't have to microwave it to eat it. No, it's, it works it's available well. everywhere. Yeah. Anytime. It's like ready serve. All right. So getting back to your vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh drink. Uh <laughs> so you said that you um now you had a second child. So yes. you, that was the first child. That was the first child. Everything snapped together as you said. What happened in the second child? Oh, so then so in in my stand-up routine, I do combine both into uh, one big story. Into one big story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because so what happened with that was I was obliterated. She put me back together and it was a horrible recovery, but I recovered. With the second kid, he came out so fast. And by the way, I had two huge babies. My first, Tegan was nine pounds and Finley was eight pounds. Those are pretty big people. That seems big. Because you're small. Just to describe, Nicole, if you're not watching um, via video, <laughs> she's about five, uh, five or mm -hmm. uh, she weighs... Uh, and I know that's not sensitive to talk about a woman's weight, but it's, she weighs about 110. I so, wish. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, and I mean, she was, she's somewhat petite, but athletic. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Go on. So nine pounds would be a big... It's a big baby. Yeah. Yeah, so it ruins you. Um, but the second time, the doctor... Oh God, I hope she's not listening after I just said her name. She I might be. We her. do get a lot of OBGYNs. Do you this. really? Yeah, that's like that's your our big biggest, following. Yeah, it is really your market, is. is yeah, pretty much. She... By accident, sewed my lips together. No way. No, she really did. And we're not talking about the lips in your mouth. Nope. And I talk a lot. She got the <laughs> wrong lips. I think your husband said sew her lips. <laughs> yeah. And she got confused. Wrong one, Doc. Yeah. yeah. What uh, do you mean? I mean what you think I mean. Like all the way? I mean like six stitches in a direction that How do you put a tampon in that or? Well, I, I just had a baby. So there was definitely no tampon. I don't know. See, that's situation. a guy question. See, here, here's also what you don't know before you have a baby. When you do have a baby, whether you have a C-section or a regular vaginal delivery, you're going to bleed out 
for two to six weeks Ugh. because all that stuff is just like slowly. I still find that a turn on. God, you really love. I vaginas. love vagina. I'm seriously. I thought maybe that would push me over when I. But no, it's. I just love what it does. It's so it creates life. I'm. It's I'm glad so you feel that way. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I wish I loved vaginas. I am I a waist up lesbian. You like breasts. I love them. Oh. And I want to make out with girls. I oh. missed my opportunity. Though, that was so. the two shows ago here in the studio. Really? No, but, well, that's good. That sounds like a fun thing for your husband now uh, to fulfill. Yeah, well, he If will. you haven't. I haven't. And so now I feel like at this point, like I need to do an acting job that just like lets me get that right. out Right. Well, you know what? It's, it's so funny you say that because earlier I was just working on a scene. Two ladies making out about three minutes ago. Really? Actually. And you want to rehearse it. That's what <laughs> yes. you're saying. You being the woman. Got it. Got uh, it. No, no, no. I respect. I would never, never do that. Although I do have a wig in the car. Um, so. So yeah, she sewed me up a now, little incorrectly. So how did you figure out it was wrong? Well, it, this is interesting because not that I want to compare myself to being like a POW. Right. But, this is a form of torture. If you are sewing body parts to other body parts that aren't... It's wrong. How did she do it by accident? How do you do that by accident? I mean, God, I had her up since like the middle of the night. You know, like she's got to be tired. She's been there for hours. How do you figure it out? How did, oh, how did I discover something was wrong? Yeah. Okay, so I go home and you're in immense pain and you're given um, a, a glove, a rubber glove, okay. and they pack it full of ice and you just put it on your vagina. Okay. That's another drink. Drink. Yeah. And you put it on the vagina for days until the pain is supposed to go away. And it didn't go away. And it didn't go away. But like you, I, this is the other thing people should always know in case you're about to have a baby. Don't look at it because even if it's all done correctly, like Why, it, does it give you dirty looks? It, it's winking at you. <laughs> I did. I made the big mistake. I took a compact mirror after Tegan and I looked and it just looked like like a bunch of rubber balloons oh. sewn and puffy and like, <laughs> like like a clown makes a bad... Didn't work. It was a bad poodle. Right. A bad poodle. That was exactly <laughs> what it looked like. And then that goes away. But so after <laughs> thank Finn... God. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like the pain wasn't subsiding and I started to slowly lose my mind. And it after was... After how many days? On day eight. Okay. And I was like, I, w I started to talk into, like, I literally was making no sense. And I started crying all the time. You could have maybe died. No, I know. This is really serious. Like, funny that I did stand up on it. Um, I was, in, I was so, I was, I was, it was crazy. When you talk about it, does your vagina hurt right now? It does. Like, it starts to, like, have PTS in my pants. PTSD? Yes. PTSD <laughs> is happening right now. Um, so strangely, so yeah. I did, and this is, I was against this too. My husband outvoted me and made us as a team get my son circumcised, which I was against. Okay. That's another topic. So but you, anyway. So you had him circumcised as a team? So so he outvoted <laughs> me. He said that my Wait, husband- Wait, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. Yeah. Before you get to the circumcision, yeah. if we're done- it sounds no, like this is about on. to explain how I okay, discovered so it. Okay, so in the Jewish this tradition, eight right. days later, the boy gets circumcised, where uh, it's usually a ceremony in a house. There's a, someone called a moil. He comes over. He Which does I didn't do ritual. any of this. Okay. Because I'm not that Jewish. Or you could do it in a, temp in a hospital right. or a urologist could do it. Correct. Or but typically the, even the OBGYN does it. Okay. Nowadays. So the OBGYN did his circumcision in the hospital, which I was against. Another story. Anyways... Something went wrong with it and he started bleeding mm. and I freaked. So I was ignoring all of my pain 
but I was freaked out about him. So I took him back to the OBGYN on day eight. And I walked in and I was like, hey, so while I'm here, because she was like, yeah, he's fine. Look, let me just clean up the blood. He's good to go. And I was like, well, I, you mind if I just show you real quick something that's going on down there? And she's like, yeah, okay, you'll be fine. You know, whatever. You know, because they always think that you're ridiculous. It's Mother Sunday at the OBGYN office. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? <laughs> So I hop You're up one on of those people who like works in an extra prop. You know, I was just wondering while I'm here. I love you. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, actually. I, like that. I know I have a cough, but there's this thing on my ball sack. Can you just take a look? Just real, real quick. Well, just be a minute. Yeah. So, so I yeah. hop up on the table and she looked I at it. I did hop. I, oh, boy. <laughs> but literally, I feel like it was one of those moments you know, when a doctor looks at it and goes, <gasps> And really? you're like, what's wrong? But in Chinese. In Chinese. <laughs> which is totally different, yeah. And so then she just got out of scissors and she snip, snip, snipped about six extra stitches out. And it was instant relief. I did mean. She, but how do you know it was the, like, did she say, I'm so sorry? Yeah. But you have to be, she has to be careful she because. She doesn't want to get sued. She doesn't want to get sued. So she kind of gave me an I'm sorry look. Like, I really feel like she was speaking in code. And it was, do not sue me. Here's your vagina. We cool. And I was right. like, yeah. We, are your lips slanted? <laughs> from As the stitches yeah. uh, that's no, horrible I cannot, that sounds like a racist joke it wasn't but no but it, it wasn't it wasn't it kind of felt like it was but I was just going for the joke so <laughs> it was, all right go it was on well worth it. it all recovered okay after I that love moment Asian people, I was fine I love it was just I was gonna marry an Asian oh. I don't have one in mind I just mean <laughs> theoretically just <laughs> I just wanted to have like a half Asian baby oh or okay. like a half black baby I just wanted not white too. babies yeah I want to you know I'm I'm getting older, but I want, I still want to have a baby. And not a white one. I want anyone. You know, I told my, I told my dad. I'll give you one of mine. Oh, I would love that. Whichever one you want. They're on eBay. <laughs> eBaby. Yeah. Oh. I, it's funny. I, I, I have always, uh, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but I, I said to my dad, um, I go, you know, I, I do this joke in my stand up. I go like, I really wanted to, um, have a baby. He's like, well, you're getting old. You better save your sperm, you know? And I said, don't worry, Dad, I know exactly where my sperm is. And it's all yeah. over my apartment. It's, <laughs> it's on the walls. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Um, now, speaking of virgins, yeah. we, this is a very exciting show because you've arranged yeah. to bring in someone who will be deflowered mm -hmm. in the upcoming month mm -hmm. and someone who was deflowered mm -hmm. two months ago. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring them in just one moment. Okay. They're waiting outside in our beautiful lobby. I want to ask you this. This is called It's a Fair Question. Okay. When we talked, you said that, and speaking of virgins, you dated your high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. I hate that term, but that's what it was. Mm -hmm. How how uh, young were you guys when you met? You when and Mickey? Um, I was in eighth grade. Okay, so I'm assuming you were a virgin unless, God forbid, there yeah, right. were some things we shouldn't be talking about. No, no, yeah. I met him in eighth grade, okay. but he was dating... One of my uh, best friends who was a year older than me. Okay. So he was at Santa Monica High School. He was a junior. Okay. And I was in eighth grade at the local middle school. So he's school. a few years older than you. Right. He's three years older than me. And she was dating him because she had started high school because she was a year older. And I remember she was like, oh, come see me in this play. I'm in it and he's in it and he's my boyfriend. He's really cool. And I went to the play and it was Greece. He was Kanicki at Santa Monica High School. And I saw him up on stage and I, literally it was the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I, and I remember this. I remember where I was sitting in the theater and the, the play let where out. Where were you sitting? <laughs> I'm curious. Honestly, I was in the third row on the left about three or four seats in. I'm, wow. I completely remember it. 
You know what? You're, you know, I just realized you'd be a great person to go shopping with because you'd always remember where the car's parked. Absolutely not. I have oh, no sense okay. of direction. Okay, but that was a big moment. It was. It was just yeah. seminal moment. It was interesting because I never would have thought if someone had said to me, you know, years before, like you're going to marry that guy. I'd been like, right. there's no way he would never go for me, and he oh, wouldn't because have. you thought he was so hot. He was, and I wasn't. Were you a like a theater geek or something? Because uh, usually guys, women or young girls mm-hmm. don't look at a guy doing a musical and think that's hot. Right. That's yeah. Not- I also dated a cheerleader, a male. Oh, okay. For a moment, I was thinking, why didn't you kiss her? Right, yeah, right. No, no, no. So here's the thing. So he's gorgeous. And yes, I was a theater geek. Was Kanicki like the the best friend? He was, yeah. He was the cool one. He wasn't, you know, yeah, he was like He wasn't John Travolta. Not John Travolta. Okay. The rough guy who just recently died. Uh, Everyone dies. It's sad. I hate that. So anyways, um, after the show, (laughs) I remember my friend was like, oh yeah, so this is my like friend. She's younger or whatever. And I remember shaking his hand in front of Barnum Hall, and I remember feeling his hand. In this Santa is Monica what, at the high school. I remember where I was yeah. standing, and I was like, he's phenomenal. Really? So the next year I went to school there, I was a freshman, he was a senior, and I was like, I have to do theater, which I had been doing for years anyways, but I was like, I just want to be near this guy. Wow. And then the spring musical that year was Wizard of Oz. He was the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to brag, but, you know, I got cast as the coroner. I pronounced the witch legally dead. It was like <laughs> it was like a big deal. I was on my knees the whole show. Hello. So uh, I fell for him then, but I was really, really prepubescent. I didn't get my period till I was sixteen. So he never, he did not go for me. So I did date his best friend for four years. The male four cheerleader. Four years. Four years. So I went out with the male cheerleader, and that's who I lost my virginity to. Okay. So Mickey, wow, I'm you know what I'm so relieved for you that I had a person. Yeah, that it wasn't your... I feel, maybe it's because it's just a guy thing, but I feel like it's really important to have experiences. And then in college, and then I didn't... Okay, so then I went away to UC Davis, and I did sleep with one guy my freshman year. You're a whore. I was totally a whore, and he's gay. (laughs) So I feel like I really... I I had really Really, good experiences. As if the cheerleader you screwed in high school wasn't... Wasn't gay enough. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, that was good. That's true. So I've only been with gay men and my husband... (laughs) Right, which makes me think I know what Mickey's doing about now. He's probably at a truck stop off the 605. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. You think he's babysitting. He's babysitting. So, okay, so you've had three lovers. I've had three lovers. Okay, now, and I assume Mickey, being an older man, he's had some experiences. Yes. Okay, well, Not good. much, but okay. I was, I'm just, yeah, we'll let him talk for himself. Yeah, now. exactly. But I'm just so relieved for you. That I've had other bad but experiences. Just experiences. Uh, they were bad, by the way. Well, even better then, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, when you're making love to gay men, that's what it's happens. not going to usually be good. <laughs> when they say, Nicole, pretend you have a penis, that generally it is bad. It did get weird. I'm going to be honest with you. The first guy that I dated, yeah, uh, he he put a lot of peanut butter on his penis. And oh, had my his dog God. Lick it Crunchy off. or smooth? Smooth. The dog likes smooth. <laughs> oh. He, this is a dog thing. This is how fucked up that guy was that I was with for four years. And he made that part of your lovemaking experience with I him. wasn't there, but what was weird is they told me about it and I didn't break up with him. Oh. Like, that's concerning. Right. Did you have a peanut butter allergy? Is that why you went to the dog? Isn't that, I don't know. It's how old were you when you heard that? I was, I was in high school. That's like, um, that's bestiality. Is that, that's technically bestiality, right? I just think he was really like a sex addict and all. He had a penis pump. Oh my God. God, like at that uh, age? At that age. Well, he was three years older than me too. I don't care. That's still... Isn't that weird? There's something wrong with him. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it depends. What kind of dog was it? What was the breed? German Shepherd. Oh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I draw the line. I've never, I've done some, you know, I mean, as a kid, I masturbated and I stuck my penis in everything. But not in a dog's mouth with a can of peanut butter. Never. Okay. No, the closest, the weirdest thing I got was uh, I masturbated in a ketchup, oh. eggs, and a raw chicken breast. You fit into a ketchup? No, not in the actual jar. That just means it's such I mean, a small little no. hole. How old no. were you? Uh, this was, I was 35. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like in elementary school. I mean, I was, basically I was an anxious kid and the only way I could soothe myself without doing drugs because I was afraid of dying because mm-hmm. I was so neurotic would be to masturbate. Yeah. Because in my mind, I said this last show, it's becoming a theme. I know that no one ever was found dead with their dick in their hand. It's true. It's never happened. It's true. So I looked really safe. So I was so horny and I was so scared to like approach women or girls Yeah. that, and because when I was looking at all the porn in the magazines, to me, that would be like going to the Smithsonian and looking at the constitution. I'm never going to touch it. Right. I can look at it right. and appreciate it. But I was always curious what the vagina felt like and what it would, you know, so first I started, I was uh, making love to uh, Charmin uh, roles. Oh, the, I thought the, that was the name of like a black woman. I was like, that's sexy. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to have sex with the cleaning lady. She quit that day. But I didn't do it in an obvious way. No. I did it in a way that was actually very clever and it was not abusive or anything wrong. What I did was I cleverly left the door about a half inch open in my bedroom. Uh-huh. And I waited. I made sure everyone was gone. Uh-huh. They'd all gone grocery shopping. It was just me. You're like a kid at this point. Yeah, I was, okay. I, I was, yeah, I was high school. Okay. And my idea, this is how my thinking was. Okay, mom and dad are gone. Two brothers are out. I'm going to, she's going to go into my room. I leave the door a little open. I am lying on my bed face down, bare-assed, teenager, imagining in my fantasy that she's going to open the door. And be, she's going to be so, and she's going to be like, look at that teenage ass. I need it. I got to have it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll never forget. I'm hearing her heavy breathing because she was a big woman. Yeah. Eastern European. It wasn't excitement. A lot of silver. Breathing. No, it was her walking up the stairs carrying a vacuum in, in a bucket. Right. A big vacuum in a big bucket. And she did make it right to my room. Ugh. And I remember my heart pounding. And, you know, this could be it. This right? is so vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. And what, that I'm sharing it? Or does that happen? That you did this oh, yeah. and that you're sharing this. Yeah. And so she opened, you know, I'm like, and I'm fully aroused, I'm sure, but I'm lying on myself. There's nothing. Right. She would only saw your tushy. Right. And mm-hmm. to me, that wasn't like anything big. I mean, it was, I had a nice ass, I will say that. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, I'm thinking I did. Mm-hmm. I kept pretty good shape. But anyway, mm-hmm. so she opens the door and um, and I'm, I'm facing away because I'm imagining, you know, she may walk in and I'm hoping something at this point. And I'm so aroused, like this could be. Oh. And then she shut the door. <gasps> and then later that day, she was speaking in Polish to my parents, explaining that she quit. <laughs> Did the, do you think she told them? Well, I think it was either that that's why she quit or it's because she had asked me to clean my room and I was so annoyed that the cleaning lady was asking, this is really obnoxious. I was obnoxious that day because I was telling my brother, this is bullshit. She's the cleaning lady and I got to clean my, I'm cleaning my room when she's the yeah. cleaning person. Spoiled rotten child. Right, horrible. Mm-hmm. And horrible. I really wasn't, but that was a bad moment. It was a bad moment. And I wasn't rude to her, but I'm, she probably heard that. And that is, that is rude to her. 
And yeah. I wouldn't be like that now. But anyways, now I feel bad. No, I'm don't sorry, bad. Mariska. But, but, but you know what? I think that that's a normal mentality for any like young person to have. It was immature and whatever. Yeah, but so it okay. could have, that's my out. Yeah. To think that it wasn't my ass. Because I don't know. Like, I mean. I'm, I'm, I, I think she may have left because of your ass. You think, Not that it's a bad but, ass. But it wasn't, I didn't say to her, let's make love. She never saw my penis. Right. Um, I was facing away. Yeah. My, I wasn't, I had my ass partially covered even with the sheets. It wasn't, you know, I, I tried to be seductive in my pose. Maybe she picked up on that. You think? Maybe. I don't know. You might have sexually assaulted your Polish I did not assault her. Lady. I don't like that word. You feel like it was assault? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't touch her. No, no, I'm joking. Um, no, but I think she probably quit because of it. I don't know. But anyways, I don't know how we got, ended up there. But I, that I was really high like, school. But no, anyways. But I really oh, like yeah. that you shared that. Yeah. And then I made love to, um, uh, raw chicken breast, thinking that that is what a vagina might feel like. And I wasn't off, actually, on that one. That's probably pretty, but that just seems really, <laughs> like, um, full of germs, and you could get, like, salmonella poisoning in your Yeah, maybe I might have been wearing a condom. Oh, that would be really smart. That's yeah. a good Jewish boy. <laughs> yeah. You're such a good boy. I have a hunch. Yeah. And I think the ketchup in subliminal, like, in my unconscious was it's, like, like a period. Yeah. Maybe. And moist. Yeah, I don't know how my mom cooked. I mean, everything was under my bed. You know, I mean, I kept taking stuff, honey. I tried honey. I tried barbecue sauce, which burns. You know, and, uh, but the worst was the uh, the toilet paper roll because it chafes. I was not experimental like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just so, I don't know. I was very anxious. I told you I love the vagina. It's never ended. I'm glad that. Yeah, there's a chronicling right there. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's healthy. <sighs> Thanks for helping me with that. Thanks for bringing that out of me. Now, we, we must bring in your guests. Yeah. Uh, they're your guests as well as mine. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys. Come on in. Come on in. We've got Scott here. Scott is on deck, about to become deflowered. And we have a former... Uh, we have... Tell Ted. Us, Ted, take a seat, sir. Put on those headsets and please make sure you talk right into the um, into the mic. No, right there. There should be... Uh, that should work for you. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. And thank you for bringing them. I know. I love uh, my Nicole. virgins. <laughs> I love all the ones I've had. So um, we've, got, uh, we've got Scott here who's about to go next month. Yep. How prepared are you for your big debut? Uh, at the moment, I'm probably at 30% uh, prepared. And that's um, for the okay. writing process and then probably like 10% emotionally prepared. How okay. many, what do you do for a career? Uh, I work at a production company. So I'm um, like an account director slash producer kind of uh, for, we do like digital projects and stuff like that. What kind of stuff do you work on? Uh, like DVD extra content is okay. like a big, one of our You're big... You're very Hollywood, you know. Like someone in, oh, somewhere you. else has no idea what extra <laughs> means. DVD extra, I'm guessing, let me guess if I'm right, this would be like blooper stuff or scenes that have been cut out of the film that are included yeah. as bonus material. Yeah, that's part probably of it. people do know what that means, but you didn't say film, but just that's what it is mostly, right? Feature stuff? Uh, yeah, so like uh, TV shows, we'll do the like little okay. featurettes on Are you on how Are you episodes. editing that material? Uh, I'll hire editors to, to cut it for me. So you're- I mean, that sounds really cocky, but- No, so you're you're <laughs> kind of like a coordinator. Yeah. Okay. And that, so you really are in show business. Yeah. But it's more of the production side. Yeah, the behind the scenes. Completely behind, behind the stuff. scenes. Yeah. Okay, great. Ted, mm. how are you, sir? I'm well, sir. You uh, performed two months ago? I did. You were deflowered? I was. I noticed. You I bled. You did? There was a lot of bleeding? I did. <laughs> did anyone hold you afterwards? Uh, no one held me. It was very, I was very upset about that. Now, how many minutes do you, Nicole, do they do when they're I the tell virgins? them they have three to five. Okay. And that they really need to cap it at five. 
because okay. as you know as a stand-up, I think that we all want to like, you have a tendency to go long. And when you write that sort of stuff, I feel like if anyone were to say, now take the best stuff, you get down to five and it'll be the best. Yeah, and you know, to do great five minutes. It's not easy. <laughs> tell us, what was that like? Uh, uh, now again, we're talking, uh, it is Ted talking to us, who's already been on stage and gone through the process. It was... Performed for... How many guests did you have too, by the way? Sorry. Big pardon? How many guests did you have? Guests. Uh, at your show? Oh. You had some people there, right? I had, I had some people. Um, I had a... Uh, we sold out for months. So. Yeah, I had, I had a bunch of people from work. I, my only regret was not actually inviting my friends' friends. Because okay. I didn't really know how it was going to go down. How did it go down? It was pretty fantastic. I mean, the, the, the 20 minutes before getting on stage was probably uh, the hardest 20 minutes of my since giving birth to my child six years ago. It was, it was, was it anything like Nicole's experience? Did your vagina blow up? <laughs> no, no, my, no, but my ass almost did. It was, uh, <laughs> from eating so much food just, or like, just so, oh my nerves? God, what the fuck am I doing? How many kids do you have? Um, one and three quarters. Okay. Uh, Why are you talking, looking at Nicole? Did she have them? Uh, <laughs> uh actually, you know what? That's she, a different show. I want to tell you, this lady. Yes. Hardly know her. Yes. We're at, our kindergarten get-to-know-you picnic. She walks up to me, and we knew each other from, you know, here and there. She's like, I'm collecting stories, you know, for fathers, from fathers about their daughters and about their children. Could you just think of something funny? I want to get you on camera. I'm like, okay. So I go off to the corner of the picnic, and I come back. And I tell my little story, and that's when she pops the question on camera. Great. There's just absolutely no way that you can say no. So that's how this whole crazy mess popping started. The, popping the question, meaning will you be a will you come do it? I don't right. even think I said, will you be? I was like, so you're going to be my next virgin. Yeah. I what, what did you see in, in uh, Ted here that in your mind he'd both have been a really great virgin? He's really funny. He's naturally like an incredibly quick, funny guy. And I feel like, and this is what I look for in all of my virgins, which is interesting because I think formulaically as a stand-up, what it takes to be a good one, I think number one is likability. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys are like, and these guys looking are, at them. Thank they you. are. They're very. They are. You want to hang out with them, and I do think that an audience has a perspective if they want to hang out with you for X amount of minutes. And so, I'm attracted to those type of people. And so I knew, I know that they'll be good. That's great. That's yeah. a great point. Uh, so now, uh, what do you do for work? Normally? Bartender. Okay. Where do you bartend? Uh, the Lobster in Santa Monica. Oh wow, the tip money Come must be amazing. Down. Yes, it's uh, it's the golden handcuffs. You know, you have the perfect stand-up comedy job. It is. I mean, yeah, I've worked with a bunch of them. You and could there's work no way I would do what you guys do for a living. <laughs> How many minutes did you do? Uh, four and something. No, you one did change. Five. I think it was I did like five. A strong five. Felt like three seconds. How much did Nicole help you with your material? Very little. It was actually kind of frustrating. I think she really got off on it. Watching me just fucking <laughs> do you meet, sweat. Nicole, do you meet with the comics and help them uh, develop I, their material? I offer anything. I was so, I'd, I'd lost my mind at that point. There was really nothing she could do. You know, just like, you've never, if you've never written comedy before, you're sitting there trying to come up, whoa, what's funny? What what's, do you do for work? Uh, I'm just pour drinks. Uh, oh, right, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just had a complete No, 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 it's all right. So I was what do a you musician do back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to go with this. Uh, I bang it's... my wife. Really? Uh, okay. She pays me. So she's not a virgin either. No, no, definitely. So here's yeah, part no. of the process that but I that's do. Your, oh, sorry, them. can I just do one thing? Yeah. That is your full-time job. That is my full-time job. I mean, I just job. want to clarify. You know. Okay. You know. Because a lot of people who do bartend have 
an arts type job and that affords them the flexibility. I used to be, I, I was once so. upon a time a musician and I've been on stage star. before, but, was, this, okay. but this is the, that's what makes this so singularly terrifying. I've been, you get on stage with people who you've been working with for months, years at a time to right. do a show uh, together. together. You load equipment up, you argue, you yell, you scream, but this is, the, you literally get walked up onto the stage, pushed out by yourself and then it's a free fall. I interrupted you, and I, I apologize. Like, what were you going to say? I was going to say, the process that I do with all my virgins, yes. after I find them, is then I say, okay, so we'll go out to a show together, and we'll watch a show. Any show? A stand-up show. Okay. So I take them out, which I just recently did with Scott the other day. Where did we you guys go? The Improv. Oh, okay. And, it was great. and we got Good. to see Brian Callen, which right. was nice, because he had his... been in my show, and now I finally got to watch. He's a really funny guy. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Brian Callen's amazing. I like his physical comedy. He, yeah, that's why yeah. I think he's great. Anyways, so I say, I'll take you to a show and we'll talk shop. So then I give, you know, we just like, how do you form a joke? And they both have different questions. Like, Scott, you were asking me about transitions mm -hmm. and like how to string kind of like something together. So we kind of talk shop on that. And then I set them free and I say, now you can share with me your material and I can help you with like any forming of it or I never need to hear it. And Scott, I have a feeling he's running on his own. Whereas Ted came over to my house once a week <laughs> for six weeks and we went over everything and rehearsed and and I base and in all honesty I kept saying it's good you're good to go like my job I can't there's not really anything for me to edit in all right. honesty it's their experience they can say whatever they want like I feel like I'm more moral support I don't know what you're is the um is the idea that um you encourage them to write about their own lives at least as a starting point or do you give them any kind of guideline as a suggestion uh, Scott's the only one that hasn't asked any questions about that, but that is exactly what I tell all the other ones who have asked mm -hmm. is, yeah, tell a story about your life, be vulnerable, be personal, and we'll all relate to it. Okay, Ted, um, tell me about your, uh, tell me your opening joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> get right on oh, that mic. If you can uh, get, get right on top I of don't, that I don't really remember... I think you shitted me out. You were like, fuck Nicole. Yeah, fuck. No, 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 no. Actually, I got really touchy-feely. I didn't tell a joke at the beginning because I just wanted to just settle down. And it was kind of, I didn't really intend on doing it, but it just kind of happened. I just thanked her at the, at the beginning. You got before emotional? Before I ripped into it. Not really emotional, but just like, hey, you know what? She, to ask somebody to do this, I felt honored I hadn't felt the honor until I was on the stage and everyone was looking at me. And I was like, you know, this is freaking overwhelming. It's totally overwhelming. And I saw, I mean, I had to do the show. And by the way, my material was about my wife's vagina. Uh, to my daughter's kindergarten teacher and about 25 members of the class. They say right where you know. They say right where you know. So, so I, st I just like I was overwhelmed with it, and so I didn't. I didn't start with a joke. I just I went into hey, you know, thanks Nicole. In a world full of people trying to push us all apart, it's really nice every once in a while to have somebody trying to bring us all together. And she really does. I mean, she really got that whole room full of eclectic personalities. You know, parents from school, from from my work, from. Her, I'll, wherever the hell you find all these people. So now, just to be clear here, you had a child that was in the same kindergarten, kindergarten class. class. Yeah, we just met. And you saw something yeah. in Ted that felt right yeah. for your show. Yeah. And then in that moment, 
you kind of tested him by asking him a question and you're in your head, you're like, yes. Oh, I already knew. Oh, you already knew. Yeah. What was the point of the video? Was there you it was like planning a, to it use that? Excuse- yeah, actually I am. I'm, I have been shooting the shows okay. and so I'm putting together a sizzle okay, great. to pitch. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what that was about. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Now, do you remember any of your specific jokes, Ted? I told the story about how, well, I just, I've always thought it's p- p- women dress for other women. I've always known that women just don't necessarily dress, just don't dress for men. But I did not know that that actually con- extended to the nether regions. Like my wife, you know, she's pregnant. She's not keeping up down there. And that's totally fine with me. I'm down with another natural look. I'm cool with that. <laughs> we've, we've, had ball, we've had the ball of pussies for so long. <laughs> Let's bring back the big bush, right? Right. But we're going in for our first ultrasound. And my wife breaks out my beard trimmer. And I'm in the other room and I hear my beard trimmer. I'm like, what the fuck is it? What? Why is my beard trimmer, <laughs> trimmer running? So I go around the corner, and there's my wife squatting over a trash can. Oh, that's just classy. Just going, you know. Well, that's my girl. That's my lady. You gotta just, love that. That's hysterical that you would do that for your doctor. You're more, right? you know, that conscious funny. of your, 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 your vagina hair uh, with your doctor than with me. And, and in, in the process of doing this, she nicked herself quite badly. Nice. And, I was just told the whole story. <laughs> That's why you got to go to Supercuts. Tell you her really, that. You really, you, you kind <laughs> of... Let the pros do that. Now, I noticed you were getting emotional. I felt, maybe I'm wrong, but no, I you, noticed your eyes right. were kind of tearing up well, about I, the experience, particularly about thanking Nicole and the honor. Tell me what that's about. Why? What's the emotion about? Uh, I Comedy is a very strange thing to mo- us people who don't do it. Like, and I've spent a lot of time around comedians as a bartender in, you know, Santa Monica, Hollywood. And you guys all seem to be very lonely people. Uh, and I never got it until I was standing there. And I, I, it's, it's overwhelming when you get it. When you, that rush, that thing that you're looking for, that thing that you get, I felt it. People come to, like, listen and laugh. I've never been a, a performer in anything where people, I was into a musician, so people are like, you suck. They come thinking you suck. The first thing they want, they want you to suck because most of those people are musicians also, wanting, hoping that you're not better than them, which is exactly the opposite I felt in that show. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the people, you already have it set up for you because people are there to laugh. People want, I mean, obviously there's a, lots of dark, lonely, you know, open mics in this town where people are looking to do the same old rip you apart stuff. But this, was, this show is not like that so, at all. So it really is a celebration of of comedy. And I want to say, I love that you got all that because that's been my goal with this. I was a psychology major in college and I was like, I just want to make people happy. And then it kind of changed into, I, with comedy, like I just want to make them laugh. And when my husband came up with this idea of the show and because I saw and a person perform for the first time and I watched that audience, they weren't even there for this guy. I was just there watching a regular show and he said, this is my first time I got dared to do this. And the whole audience rallied for him. And I thought, and he and he and I were like, that's the show. Like to give someone an opportunity to do something that they never were going to do. Right. You know, and that it's like something on a bucket list. Um, my May virgin is 86 years old and he's dying of cancer. Oh, and he has one year to live. And his daughter called me and said, I want to give him the gift of getting up on stage and making people laugh. And I thought that'll be his, I want to his go last to laugh. Yeah, May 1st. 
Okay, well, I'll buy a ticket. Is that is that available right now? Yeah, uh, you can always you can buy, buy a head. You can always buy a head. May first is going to be Jim Kofeld, and it's going to be his last laugh. And that and that's how I feel like I I gave that gift to Ted. And it's not like me, like the audience does. And I help with promotions, and I say this is what you have to do. And I know I want to hear about like how Scott's feeling about his show. We're going to get to you in one second because I and I really we will. But okay. I'm just I'm still a little bit confused about the emotion. Is it about the fact that people are so loving in a room because it's or is it literally just overwhelming the experience of being creative uh, uh it's a mixture of a bunch of things for i had been a creative person for a very long time and then you put it aside you get on with life and you know, i really don't have time to do much writing anymore and i all i did once she told me about that show was write you know yeah tapped I wrote, into the creative I wrote three four different sets yeah. You know, 30, 40 pages um, and scrapped it all three days before the show because my wife was like, you got to tell the pussy story. Just tell it. Um, but like the, to have that, have to work on something again, to bring people to see my friends there and coworkers to actually follow through with something like that. You know, because we all say to creative people, we say, you know, I really want to get this done. But then life gets in the way of the things you want to get done. Yeah. And this no, is that's something... Great. This is something I really wanted to get done. I agreed to another creative person that I would do it. I followed through with it. I and did I'm tough it. on you, man. Yeah. Like, and I and I I I'm micromanaging. How you doing? How's it going? How's What's it happening? going? Let's tell me how many people you invited. Yeah. Da, 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 you know. And like I said, we're over at our house every week working on it. And it was just it felt like such just there were very few things in life you can look back on and and say it was just so smooth and positive. And this yeah. is one of those moments. Well, great. And it's really nice to see you move by like that. Yeah. Uh, Sky, how are you feeling? Uh, good. I'm now looking forward to the emotional roller coaster that this will be. Yeah. Have, what have you learned from this conversation? Uh, that uh, I will probably cry at some point. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that I, I, didn't, I never expected such a sort of positive emotional outcome from it. I mean, definitely, you know, comedy brings it out in its weird ways, but... Well, yeah. what's nice about what Nicole's doing is it's a safe environment. Yeah. And the truth is, and you probably do know this, there are a lot of comedy venues where it is just as you did describe. Yeah, the, it is. It's kind of like a in a, where, ring, a boxing ring. It's pretty where judgy. Where other people don't right. want to support. And so yeah. what you got to experience was the very best of the best of yeah. creativity. Oh, it's a total setup. It's an artificial environment for the virgin because, yeah. no, it's never going to be like that before or after. Well, I mean, the other but, part of this, but but like the, the the love and the support in the room to come together for like one person who's doing something they've never done, and most of them will never do either. Like, even though I've told a bunch of people, you have to do this, you have yeah. to do this. They and they see right. how awesome it was, and they they still can't get themselves. To how does do that it, make so. you feel, Scott? Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have you. You really can't fail. Right. That's exactly what I say. It's a fail safe yeah. environment. Yeah. Now, you know where I think. And you'll probably agree with me. Mm. Please tell me if, I'm, if you agree with this. The way I think any performer can fail, and particularly in this situation, is by being too hard on yourself afterwards or during the set. Mm -hmm. You're so right. You One know? of my virgins did that, and it made me want to cry. He's a really close friend of mine, and that is exactly what he went home, and he went, I didn't, I didn't nail it, and I didn't say this, and I went, oh, Jason, you did. Like you're fucking with yourself and you're ruining the experience. Yeah, so that is amazing advice. Please enjoy the journey no matter what. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of, it doesn't, you know, comics, they will have a great set. Mm -hmm. But because they decided they didn't, yep. while it's happening, while it's happening, the audience starts to believe 
yeah. question their own. Mm-hmm. They're like loving the set. And like I've seen it, you've probably seen this, where a comic will, I don't do this because I don't, I don't like this style because it just doesn't feel Where you turn fun. on the audience? Well, I'll never do that. Oh, I'll okay. never turn on the yeah, audience. Or if jokes aren't working, I can say it in a fun way. Mm-hmm. But if I go... Um, well, that didn't work. Well, that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, boy, this is a tough <laughs> night. That's what I mean. It's like you turn uh, on them. You're like, well, you guys didn't think it's funny because I'm sucking. And so that... Yeah, and it gets awkward and everyone's really uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet like, I never want to draw attention to me yeah. bombing. But yeah, <laughs> right. And, and bombing is really just a, a term that is so subjective. I mean, to get out there. Um, but let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. uh, we're really almost out of time. What's your first joke? Mm. And what's your closer? Well, I mean, I just feel like, you know, five straight minutes of poop jokes will be fine. Is that, <laughs> I feel like that's a good... You're I know it's a trend. It. We got vagina, we got yeah. poop. We're what's slowly the, working what's the cancer guy going to be talking about? Pee? I mean, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's cancer of his pee-pee. Is it really? It is. Oh, there we go. There it. it all comes together so nice. So if people want to see you, Scott, mm-hmm. uh, that would be next month. We are recording this in February, so that would be March what? 5th. March 5th. At 8 p.m. Is it sold out yet? Because I know you sell out fast. It's up to his friends. Okay. Uh, so, I, But currently there are tickets available. There are tickets available. For anyone listening. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, anything else you'd like to share with us, Nicole, before we run? And, and where can people find you if they think they would be a good virgin for the show? Yeah, I need I need virgins. I want to change more lives and give everyone this opportunity. Um, I am on Facebook. You can go to Virgin Sacrifice on Facebook. Virgin Sacrifice. Virgin One Sacrifice. Okay. And I do have a Twitter feed now that I'm going to start doing. And it's going to be Virgin Sac Show. Virgin Sac. S-A-C. I'm like oh, a ball okay. Sack. Got it. Got it. Jesus okay. Christ. Virgin Sac Show. Okay. And so we're going to start tweeting because Scott's okay. really hot girlfriend told me that I need to be True tweeting. To but if someone wants to, thinks they would be a good virgin, they can find you on Facebook find and just Facebook. message you? Nicole Blaine. Yeah. Or through, or through the Virgin Sacrifice uh, okay. and page. It, mm-hmm. And it's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-B as in Bob, L-A-I-N-E mm-hmm. dot com. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, that is my website. To contact you. Yeah, or NicoleBlaineComedy.com. No, at Gmail. NicoleBlaineComedy at Gmail.com. Okay. That's I want to, th- um, also, I want to thank, before we go, Mindy, thank you for doing such a great job and staying late. I know thank you weren't you. expecting to be engineering tonight, but you did a great job. And I want to thank both of you guys. Uh, thanks for having the courage to do this, to do Nicole's show and for coming out here and taking the time to drive all the way downtown. I know you came from far away. You my know, pleasure. Yeah. Thanks drive. for having us for sure. So, so great. Great. to go yeah. far away. I know. So, <laughs> Scott, thank you. I thank looked you, at the wrong yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got a bad I it vision <laughs> problem. And Ted. And, and Ted, thank you very much. And yeah, thank you, Nicole. I hope we can have you back and we'll do some more talking about some other stuff. Because you're so much fun. Maybe we'll bring Mickey and, yeah. uh, and a girl for you to kiss. That, please make that happen. <laughs> and thank you for these cookies she got me. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah, these great. I'm going to open them up right now. They're pretty delicious. All right. Well, thank you again, everyone. Uh, join us soon. Anytime. We're right on iTunes or at the skidrowstudios.com website. Again, it's been Vic, Vic Cohen here on Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question.